Good evening. It is April 11th, 2021. It is uh, your Aunt Kimmy talking to you tonight. Hopefully things will go a little bit better. The last, if you've listened to the last podcast, I got cut off. I said a whole lot more and um, I got cut off, but I uploaded it anyway because I'm going to treat this like it's a a journal (laughs) because not too many are listening. But I hope anyone who does can find some comfort, maybe um, some support in the struggle, (laughs) the existential human condition, the um, experience of being a mind in a body. I would like to maybe continue where I left off talking about how I realized the coping mechanism mechan <laughs> I can't talk today. The coping mechanism mechanisms um of my youth were actually pretty uh useful if I organized it into a practice when it comes to engaging and expressing agency over my physical condition that involves a lot of pain oftentimes. Um, What was interesting, I was very, very symptomatic the last podcast. And then the next day, I felt amazing. I felt young again. So I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot of domestic stuff. Um, like I mentioned in the last podcast, I have idiopathic intracranial hypertension that's causing me to slowly go blind. It's causing pressure on my optic nerves. And recently I tentatively got diagnosed by my, um, neuro-ophthalmologist with, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. He thinks it's an arthritis flare because it looks like uvitis, some, something, something. Um, I'm not encouraging you not to engage with your doctors. Please go to the doctor and follow up. Um, better than I do. I have issues. I went through some things. I got, you know, so I'm not encouraging anyone to not, please, please, please go to your doctor and stay on top of um, what's going on with your body. All right. Uh, But that being said, so I have a tendency personally to just deal with things myself. And the way I deal with them has a spiritual uh, component that's huge for me. It's like the, um, like, and the spiritual component is, is dealing with how I engage with my experience, um, honestly and authentically, not diverging from my true self. And that's what magic, spelt with a K, um, affords me. And chaos magic especially um, has been very useful. So the last podcast, I um, mentioned how you know, I have this condition and I've always had issues uh, physically to a point where I would pray often, you know, or that, that wish on the birthday cake, like it was always connect- to have complete and utter health. That was like a mantra in my head since I was like six years old because I thought the word utter sounded so um, forlorn and heartfelt and, you know, to make it authentic, an authentic petition to God. 
and um yeah i i didn't realize then what i know now and what i know now is that um the pain in your body is trying to tell you something it's and it's not tr there to punish you you know we got to be mindful of the language we use and also the programming we've been subjected to living in a, a western capitalist world if you're from where i'm from which is the usa um it's very cartesian a separation of the body from the mind like how do how does anyone have a mind if they don't have a body first of all like that is completely ignored and not acknowledged like my mind um wouldn't even be here if i didn't have a body and to not dismiss that and to take that seriously and to take what my body does seriously and engage with it personally um, without needing consensus to confirm what I learn with that engagement. And that has, this is a lot of uh, magic talk that I'm doing right now. Um, this is applicable in many ways. So uh, I wonder if you're aware of the idea or the expectation that when it comes to magic, things are arcane or secret or esoteric, you know, and what that's about. And that's fundamentally about consensus. I'm having an agreement. So I think before in the last podcast, I was telling you like a personal anecdote about how I would dance when I, when I was asthmatic or when I had um, respiratory issues, upper and lower. Like if it was my nose being stuffed up from hay fever to having a tight chest, I would dance. And then you know, I would have a fever. I'd be sick. I used to get scarlet fever like at least once or twice a year. It was crazy. I was always sick, man. And, um, you know, I'd be home because this was back in the day. So you could, you, the kids were left alone all the time. No internet, no nothing. Just me and my body <laughs> and TV. And, um, yeah, and I would dance and the parents would, oh, you're not sick. And it was like, Dancing makes me feel better. And they would just like laugh at me and dismiss it. And as a youth, I thought they must have been right because they were grown-ups. Like what I felt, what I experienced could not be true. Like they gaslit the heck out of me. And um, so that's what I appreciate with old age. It's like, oh, they were just, I don't know. They were lost. They did not know because I was not lying. They're serious. Moving, dancing, being in my body felt better. And when I say that, I'm not talking about some crazy um, heavy cardiovascular uh, workout, just moving and paying attention, especially to how you feel when you move, being gentle and um, not moving towards pain, not being extreme in the expression of the movement with the music, just engaging and being in the present moment. And um, it, it was medicine. It was medicine for my soul, for my body, for my mind, for my heart. And now, with age, I get to cultivate this consensus of one in this practice, and uh, and it, it it affords me those wonderful days. I mean, without it, I don't know how we get anything done. Um, so the last podcast, I was in a lot of pain that day. I did a lot of spiritual work. Um, I have I have a day that I set out where I I do a spiritual work, a Sabbath I keep, uh, you could say, and that's what I would recommend to anyone starting. A magical practice and and uh cultivate a ritual 
you know, and make sure the ritual has significance um, in a Campbellian kind of way, a truth in a metaphor. Uh, if you think about um, cultures throughout the world pre-Abrahamically, there are these tendencies. Um, and one of them is libation, you know, pouring water down for the ancestors. And you see this um, throughout the world. It's um, a, a practice that's done. And it makes sense in some very practical ways, especially if your spiritual practice also involves um, lighting a candle or burning incense. It's good to have water on hand just in case, you know. So that's the truth in a metaphor kind of thing, like that libation, that water. It helps keep things calm. It helps um, pouring it recognizes that in this intention, this endeavor, as we perform the ritual that we've cultivated, we're protecting, holding, and acknowledging the sacredness of these acts, how it's very important to be mindful because we're going to create a space where we can be our most authentic selves because of our consensus of one. We don't have to worry about anyone else's opinion. We're just focused on honestly and authentically expressing our own. And so you pour the water, you know, and then you clean the water. You be careful. You pay attention, you know, don't slip and fall. And then you do something and figure out what that is. And then just like, so this is what I recommend. If you find yourself often having pain and there's nothing you can do, it's just like, you know, you, you go do everything. You go to the doctor, um, be compliant with uh, their instruction, make sure you stay engaged and advocate for yourself, make sure you're heard. Um, and then on top of that, this is the cherry on top because it's something that you can apply not just in dealing with pain, but just in general, dealing with the external world. Um, Cultivate a practice. Uh, engage with uh, how you feel physically in an almost synesthetic way. Maybe have a conversation. Like when things hurt in your body, maybe converse with them honestly and authentically because it's just you. Just you and your body. And then um, in that practice, and you could, you could cross-reference this. You could Google stuff. You can YouTube stuff because I'm all about that self-initiation. Like a lot of people, when it comes, that's why I'm, I'm a chaos magician. Because I, um, I can't do that dogma, man, because it makes no sense to me. Like the environment is ever-changing. The only thing you can have faith in is that change is inevitable. So to act like um, tradition is where the power is, when in actuality tradition is just a, a cover for consensus, because that's how you really make things happen. Some of this language I'm using is magical. It's like, you know, so ultimately when it comes to magic in general, with the K, uh, it's the ability to make things happen. And with chaos magic is, it's intentionally focusing on the results, doing the rituals, committing to the work with a capital W, because the work is sacred. The work is how you make things happen. Um, your results is what's going to inform how you shape your practice. And um, so, and, and then the thing is what's wonderful about it, the practice is a way for you to authentically be who you are in that moment. So like in that moment, let's say you hurt. Let's say you're in pain, right? And you, But you committed, like, I'm going to do this practice even though I'm in pain. With regard to. You know, like instead of disregarding, regard, look back on the pain as you 
do your ritual practice. And um, you start off small, you start off gentle. It has a beginning and an end. You plan for it throughout your week. Like, no matter what, I'm going to do this thing. Man, powerful stuff. It gets you to do things for yourself on many different levels. It becomes part of, of a habit for you. A habit that you cultivate in making a commitment to yourself and giving space and time to what your body is going through. The way you can sit with it and be with it without judgment, just love and acceptance. It's 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 amazing, and I really hope um, you find that that you're valuable enough. Like it is worth this type of investment to just take what you feel seriously, and um, not judge it. Just just and hold your body with love. Your body loves you no matter what, all day, every day. Your body is focused on you and keeping you alive, even with the pain. The pain is your body having faith that you can do something about it. Your body knows you can do magic with a K. All right. So um, I was all over the place. I've been all over the place. Like I said, this is still new to me. And um, I really got to work on <laughs> getting my stuff together and organized. So bear with me. Um. I'm working on my practice all the time, so hopefully that, you know, spills over to this and I'll stay committed and make more, um, you know, recordings about what I've learned when it comes to using chaos magic and dealing with uh, a lot of stuff and uh, cultivating bliss, because <laughs> bliss is, um, you know, inevitable. Bliss is inevitable. You know how they say <sighs> Who's they? Like, you know how the Buddhists say. The Buddhists say life is suffering. And I'm like, man, you got half of it right, my dude. Not No disrespect. Life is suffering. So that we may know bliss. All right? You deserve bliss. You've earned it through the pain. The pain is there not to punish you. The pain is there to show you how much you can focus and, and pay attention and listen and understand what's going on physically in your body that's what the pain is there for the pain is your body having faith that you can hear me i know you can hear me listen to me please that's what the pain is. it's not to punish you the pain is is uh, uh your body telling you we need to talk and if you cultivate a ritualistic practice that conversation can be cultivated in such a way that you will make things happen in the most unexpected blissful manifestations it'll be just but you have to take what you feel seriously and also if you have um a a chronic issue i don't know if you notice i don't like using the word disease the word i like to use i like to say condition um etymologically condition means to speak with so i have a condition i have an opportunity to speak with my body i encourage you to take that opportunity you may have to speak with your body with love, man. Because love is a beautiful thing. Like mathematically, somebody said this before. There's like a bunch of people on the interweb that talk about, uh, you know, some deep things, cool things. I have to give him a shout out because I, I don't go with everything he says. But this idea fundamentally I appreciate is um, somebody who's deeply involved in physics. His name is Tom Campbell. And he has this whole idea about complexity in the system and he says that's what love is and I'm, I've been in, informed by that I knew it before he told me but he convinced me that I was right 
Love is an increase of complexity in the system. That, that's what it is. So you see how love and chaos magic go together if you know anything about thermodynamics. It's about relationships, especially your relationship with your flesh. All right, take it seriously. The world's trying to tell you that your body is not good. It is the corruption. There are many an arcane, esoteric, and Gnostic treatise about how corrupt the flesh is. But I am a mother. And that informs me and lets me know the flesh is divine. So take what you feel seriously. Increase complexity in your system. Manifest your divinity. Recognize. Recognize. See who you are. Compassionately and authentically. Always with love. Hopefully I hear from you soon. Out in the world, I encourage everybody maybe to do this, get on Anchor and, and do some podcasts so I can find some things to hear about your journey when it comes to your experience in your body. Cultivate love. Stay strong. Stay blessed. And pay attention.